You are listening to the Heath Fluids Podcast, and we're having candid and actionable conversations about your health, relationships, business, and ministry. And now here's your host, the Second Chance Coachman, Michael David Huey. Welcome to another session of the Heath Fluids Podcast. It is actually a sunny day here in Florida. Go figure, right? Like it's been, it, I feel like it's been raining forever. It's like, uh, we went like four or five years, no rain. Now it's been like the last year since January, rain, rain more and more rain. So uh, I'm actually, uh, this week I'll be traveling to Ohio uh, to work with some people, some of my clients. I'm actually one of my clients is in his first season in the NFL. I will be, uh, had to have the privilege of seeing him play this Sunday. I'm going to go see the Buckeyes beat up on the Oregon Ducks this Saturday with a couple of friends of mine. And so, uh, um, it's football season, believe it or not. And it's really funny. Um, I sold my, my Bucks season ticket opener game for Thursday because I'm traveling, right? And um, I realized that I could made enough money to pay for my whole season tickets off the first game. Seems how the Bucks won the Super Bowl. So, um, and Tom Brady is still here, right? Like, so, and you know, with COVID last year, I only get to go to two games. So, and I know my guest Matt is a big sports fan. I know he's an athlete. He, you know, he loves people, lo- loves uh, serving people. And one of the things I like about Matt is, is that we actually had the privilege of kind of getting to know each other. And today we actually get to see each other, which is kind of cool, right? Like we've heard each other speak. We've, we've, um, we've texted, we've emailed, you know, we've done the whole thing that you do, but now I get to see him face to face and I just know his heart. You know, I was praying before we started and I just felt the presence of God. And you know, when you're around another person that has the same spirit, that spirit is manifested in your conversation and the things you do. And I know Matt, God is using him in a mighty way. And I believe that, you know, um, I prayed this, that, you know, that God would use him in an even bigger way. And so today uh, I'm excited that he's here with me. You know, he lives in Houston um, and I know that, that, that this is kind of cool because uh, Matt has three children, right? Three girls. <laughs> Actually, two girls, one boy. Oh, two girls and one boy. Okay. Yeah. Two girls and one boy. Okay. So, yeah. So, so Matt lives in Houston. He has two girls and one boy, right? Three children and a wife, of course, and a wife. Course, we got to throw that in there, right? I we do have you know, three girls, actually. Yes, she's one of them. <laughs> all that okay, yeah, exactly. So he has three girls and one boy. <laughs> three, three uh amazing. And you know, you know what's really funny about that is this is my I always say this, you know, the Bible says a man who finds a wife finds a good thing, finds favor with God, right? And when you think about that, imagine if men really understood that, Matt. Like, imagine maybe we'll dig that. I told Matt what I like to do is I like to pray. And then I like them to tell their story a little bit. And then I like the Lord to lead us and guide us because I believe that that makes a more impact in the people's lives. And I always say, I'm kind of selfish. Like, I want to do podcast interviews with people that I want to get to know better. Right. And if I get to know them and my community gets to know them, it was really funny. I made a change. And then I'm going to tell you just a little bit more about Matt. And then I want him to tell you his story. And one of the things that, um, and Matt, are you okay with Matt or Matthew? I, I forgot. Either one. Me. Matt is fine. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Because I always like to be like, people ask me like, is it Michael? Is it Mike? Some people, it's really funny. Some people even call me David because my middle name is David. They'll be like, and then they'll say, oh no, it's Michael. And, and you know, you'll get into a conversation with them and they're talking and they've said David like three or four times and then they'll look and they'll see my name in the corner right there. And they'll be like, oh, 
shoot, how do we go back and start that over again? I said, we do it right now, right? So uh, one of the things is, is my former career was in the fitness industry for years and years. And Matt's going to hear this probably for the first time. I used to train bodybuilders for many years, uh, had several national champions and state champions and local champions. Um, it was just kind of a side passion. And, uh, and then, and then it got, I got a little burnout on it. <laughs> and um, I started working with more athletes. Um, uh, and, and, and then I sold my business a couple of years ago. Now I transitioned over and we've 5X and probably will 10X this year. And so the, the thing for me is, is um, I think what Matt does is still um, an art. I think what he does, there's very few people that are as good as he is at what he does. Right. And I think that that's, and he knows it. He's a confident guy. Like, you know, um, him and his wife, you know, they run a business called Gifts with an Edge. Think about that. Like, he serves real estate agents with closing gifts. Just think about that. I didn't even know that part. So I read that he sent me that today because I just know Matt that runs bodybuilding shows and does all this stuff for the fitness and, and, and bodybuilding industry. And then I was like, wow, Matt's just this all around different guy. Like he's got things that him and his wife are doing. And you know, when I thought about that, Matt, I thought that, you know, the Bible says two are better than one, right? That when one falls down, pity the person who, when they fall down, they don't have anybody to help them back up, right? And for me, when I look at my wife, man, I fall down, <laughs> right? And Matt's smiling and laughing because we do, right? It's why I always say women are smarter than we are. Uh, they live longer than we do. <laughs> and, and, and they make us better, right? Like, and I think if we go back to what I said earlier, if we really understand that, we, we get it, right? Like we get it. You know, Matt's finished uh, a director for, for Arizona and California for bodybuilding organizations, the global body, uh, bodybuilding organization. He's, I mean, he's run national events. Let's just say this. Um, if there's anything in the bodybuilding industry that can be done, Matt's done it, right? Like for that organization. And, uh, you know, he's always traveling and doing things and setting things up. But I think one of the things I like about Matt is he, I, I heard him speak. I, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before. It might have been yesterday. He spoke in a room um, about somebody asked him a question about this, the, uh, you know, what's going on in the world right now, right? Like, like, you know, um, I got into this. It's, this is a side note from what Matt said yesterday. Uh, my wife convicted me of something yesterday. My dad, and whether you, whether you agree with what I'm about to say, please don't kill me or write me hate mails or anything like that. But my, my dad being in the union has been a Democrat for years, right? Like, and, and I don't, I, he never, we never talk about who he voted for, you know, or whatever. I do think he voted for Trump the first time just because he got tired of all the chaos that went on the eight previous years of that. But like yet the other day I said to him, I said, you know, the only thing that sucks is for me is like the gas prices went up. And my dad's like, that didn't happen because of a change in a prison. And I was like, Dad, yes, it did. Are you freaking kidding me? Like the oil didn't change, right? Like the president changed. I mean, and I told him, I said, I showed him a statement of where I paid a dollar 25 this year, more than I paid for uh, gas last year. Right. That's a lot. 50 cents. Maybe you could convince me that that wasn't thing. But what Matt said the other day was 
he gave things from his heart. He didn't speak with emotions and, 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 and you know, it, it, believe me, some of those rooms, um, <laughs> Matt can tell you, like, I don't hold those type of rooms. Like, I've been holding some rooms where we've been having 250 to 900 people, which for Clubhouse is a lot, right? If you get 100 to 150, you're doing good. You know, most of my rooms have been anywhere from, I think the lowest we had was last Tuesday, we had 175. You know, we had 900 the week before. And so we've just been really creating. I, I actually put 1,500 emails in my email responder in the month of, in the month of August. So, and I made a change. I got out of some of the rooms just sitting there and, and just being around people. And I literally went and started my own rooms, just started giving value and doing the things that I do. You know, and so I want to welcome my friend, my new friend, because I get to see him in person now and I'm excited to get to know him better. Matthew Storm, brother, how are you? Hey, buddy. You want to talk about a tee up? You know, I think about the words that you say and the way that you speak. It allows me to be a little bit more comfortable. And I think all of your guests who you get a chance to talk to. Doing great. You know, being in Florida, being in Houston, even though we're halfway across the U.S., it's very cool how we can connect in real time, not only on social audio, but really an app like this and being able to see each other while we're speaking. I absolutely love it. So best day of my life. As people ask me, how are you? This is the best day of my life because I still have a pulse. The sun is shining. Even if it's raining, we're A-OK. I agree. And you've been, I mean, in Houston, you know, they've been through some serious rain stuff in the last couple of years. And one of my, be- I just, right before we talked, one of my, my best friends um, is doing plant church plants in Houston, in the Houston area, in the Waller area. If you know where Waller is, that's not, that's outside of Houston. So that's my good friends are doing a plant, a church plant there. And um, they were, tr- they, they were trying to get their son tested for COVID. And so, I would say probably 75% of my work right now, Matt, is people that are, have gotten COVID, uh, who have long haulers, who have gotten the vaccine site. My client this morning at 10.30 this morning is, is um, preparing for the World tri- uh, Triathlon Championships a week from this Saturday. And she got the vaccine and developed cardiomyopathy from the vaccine at 33 years old. Uh, top of her top of, and, and, and we talked about it. I, I wrote down a, a list of her journey today. Um, you know, that last December, best shape of her life, um, gets mold toxicity in January, gets the shot in May, and then misses the Olympics because she, she couldn't work out after she got the shot. And so, you know, there's a lot of stuff going, a lot of uncertainty going on in the world right now. And I mean, even in, in, in Matt's industry, you know, in the, you know, real estate, and bodybuilding is, I mean, let's be realistic. COVID's changed that a lot, right? Like even, even Danielle was saying, you know, like it, it, for me, the year of COVID, well, I was in the best shape of my life because there was no distractions. Like I just worked out, right? Like I didn't worry about what everybody else was doing. I got on my bike. I ran. I, I, I got off the bike. I ran. And then I swam. And then I ran. And then I biked. I was by myself, right? Like, and I just got into, I think some people... Matt turned that their that mess into their reality or their message, right? And they just, you know, like for me, I had the best year of my business career and and during COVID. And I and and it's because of the I mean, I got nominated for PhD that year out of the clear blue. Like who would have expected? Only God could have done that. And then I got ordained into the ministry. You know, it's 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 like these things that you don't expect, just like reading about you. And so tell tell me a little bit about the 
the business that you do with your wife? Because I know Matt as the as the bodybuilding coordinator and the guy who travels and sets up all this stuff. But tell me about a little bit about the stuff that you do with your wife and what that's like. Sure. Uh, it was uh, really interesting the way this kind of all went down. And it, if you are dated by this, um, you'll realize my age is very... Um, is not what it thinks as far as on the camera as it is to translating on audio. So uh, 1995, the mid-90s, I started with a company called Cutco. And a lot of people know Cutco, the world's finest set of cutlery, right? Everybody the best knows. one. I have. A, I, I, who would not have some? Like, they're the best ever, right? right? My mom's had some for 45 years. And what's crazy about this is <laughs> we ended up meeting through that company. Now, I started as a sales rep. And then in 1996, I went to college, became an assistant manager. 1997, became a branch manager, which is an intern, which actually runs a business and runs a company for the organization for a summer. And so I did that three times while I was in school. And you know, just like you got your PhD, I, I had to make a choice. In 2000, we had a territory open up. This was in Houston, where I'm from. And it was my original territory that I started in. And my manager moved on into the telecom industry. And so they gave me the opportunity and they said, we know you still have a year of college left at University of Houston. We can give you this position as a full-time career position, or we can give it to someone else. And I, I had to make a decision. And very simple, Michael, I just said, you know what? I'm going to do both. I'm going to take 21 hours a semester. I will take the career position. And I don't know how it's going to look or work but we're going to find a way to make it happen. And so in 2000, I ended up getting promoted to uh, that position. And in 2001, after two semesters being full-time, I finally graduated with my business degree. And in 2003, that's when I met my soon-to-be wife. And you know what's interesting about that, I was coming out of a relationship and I specifically asked God, I said, God, is this the relationship for me to be in? And you know we're very clear and transparent in our marriage. And it was personally not a believer of Christ. Um, she was Muslim. And so I wasn't really firmly planted into really my faith yet, even though I was, you know, I, I'm a Christian. I really wasn't a hundred percent. You know, when you draw that line and you cross the line, you know, this is my draw faith. The this line is what the I sand, believe right? in. I'd yeah. be to die for. It. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that's what ended up happening. And in 2002, when that breakup happened, 2003, Leanne showed up. Yeah. And she was already a, uh, she was a student as well. And um, she decided after one summer of being here that she was going to move from Florida to Houston. And that's when we really started uh, picking up our church activity. We picked up our consistency. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I have a, a funny story. We ended up starting our um, real estate closing business just about 10 years ago. Wow, And she's been doing most of the work and I've been kind of tagging along, but we're the only husband and wife team in the entire world, in the country, uh, or even in Canada or Mexico that we have, that we've been doing this. And, um, you know, Cutco, it's something that we have been a staple in. Um, we're both in the Hall of Fame. Uh, we both uh, competed at many different levels. And that is a residual business that we continue to serve our clients as well as develop new clientele for. So I have to say it has its benefits. And I also say it has challenged us to be able to think outside of the box when we do have disagreements, how we handle those personally and professionally. And it's been the biggest blessing in our lives because our kids get the chance to see more of us 
And they also get a chance to see how we work together and how we work through adversity and challenges. And I think that's been the biggest lesson for our family. That's so good. That's so good. And so how many years now have you and your wife been actively with Cutco? So myself, I've been active for now. This is my 26th year. And uh, my wife, yes, sir, she started in 2002. And so she's been uh, active for 19 years. Wow. <laughs> so you would love my kitchen, like love, because I do all the cooking, right? That was, Matt, that was one of our, and now you're getting, I'm getting real vulnerable now. Like when we got married, my wife was like, okay, you can continue to do all the cooking. Okay. We can't get rid of the cleaning lady. So that was another thing that we couldn't get rid of. <laughs> And, and, and then it was really funny. She said, I think you're ready for some new Cutco knives. And I was like, and that's when I had said, because we'd look through stuff we're going to get rid of. And I was like, well, let's just get some new cut. She goes, yeah, I think you might be ready for some. And it was really funny. My mom, I sold my mom's to her. God, how long ago was this now? I'm going to say, because Matt was aging himself. I'm going to say 91. Wow. 1991, I sold my mom hers and still has them to this day. She sent them in and people come out and sharpen them. And, you know, um, uh, that I'm so glad this wasn't a coincidence that you brought all this up because now I, I remember that we still hadn't found my pair of scissors that I was using the other day. To, and like, she's like, where's the dang scissors? <laughs> oh, man. And, and it's funny, like, like, you know, we go to the, we go to some of the, like one of the, my wife's favorite things to do is go to the strawberry festival over here in Plant City, right? And there's always a Cutco thing. It's always somebody there with a booth, you know, cutting the penny. And and I say, hey, I can do that. And the guy will say, hey, come on over here. And then you know, we'll cut the penny together. So it's kind of it's kind of funny. I, I use those scissors like like there's no tomorrow, brother. Those things are phenomenal. So well, yeah. So I have to say a funny story on that. Um, we were living in, in Houston and in July of 2012, we had a house fire, which my wife ended up going to a women's retreat while she was pregnant. And we already had our first daughter. She decided on that Monday, she goes, I want to go up to Ohio and spend the week with my girlfriends. And I'm like, cool, let's get your flight. Let's get you out of here. That's cool. Wednesday, the house at 1230 in the morning catches on fire from my truck and everything we lost, including all of our Cutco. Now, granted, we've worked with the company for a while, so we had a pretty good inventory of things. And the one thing that the company did, which I have to say was the biggest stand-up, I got a call from our, our president and CEO of Cutco, and he goes, what do you need? What did you have? What can we do to support? And, and I go, you know, honestly, we had this set. We loved it. Within a week, we had that set brand new replaced in our motel that we were staying in. And I have to say that was the biggest impact that that really showed me when people and companies do the right thing, you'll stick with them forever. And that was a huge deal for us. Yeah. And I I I um I I love I just love that it's been like a you know 30 to 50 million dollar company for for decades, right? Like just constantly and you know, and one of the things I think people don't understand about it is is that you get a lifetime warranty like on the knives and stuff, right? Like they don't, it, you know, my mom sent hers back in after 35 years and they just sent her a brand new set, right? Like people don't understand, oh, you got to pay a lot of money for them. Well, it's worth it. Like you get something one time. I mean, it's like, 
you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's just a, it's a, it's a good concept. I, I really think that the industry of network marketing have the best products because the money goes back in to the making of the products. I still think that the top, you know, I partner with five nutrition companies because I've had all their products tested. And as a scientist, I still think the best one of the products of the company I take is a network marketing company. And, you know, one of their products has eliminated, you know, about 17 medications from my father's uh, pillbox, you know, and so uh, I, I'm very, uh, I'm very uh, effectively appreciative of things that have quality, that last a long time, and customer service is super, super important, right? Like, you know, I had a kid, you know, that I coached when he was in high school. He came to me and said, "Hey," and I knew exactly where he was going with this. And I said, "Come on over, brother," you know, "Come on over." And he came to my house and. We there was a couple things we didn't have, and my wife's like, just get them right, and and so I've been a customer for since like 1990, I think since 1990. So I've been a customer for like 30 years, Matt. Well, I love it, and you know when when you talked about how we started, and you know just that one thing, how we ended up getting into the real estate side, and to answer your direct question, and I, by the way, I love the way this is going because it's just organic, and I had no idea you knew anything about Cutco. We actually have a lot of our existing clientele, which when Cutco is branded for a real estate agent, we diamond drag engrave their logo, their name, their number, and they're giving away at closing Cutco, Cutco, Cutco. So it's every six months to a year that our agents call us up and we have a team now all over the country that just calls up and we have a support and, you know, everything goes through them. We don't even know sometimes how many clients reorder until we, you know, get the reports And we love the fact that it's turnkey. The clients and our real estate agents are ecstatic. And these are some of the top producers in the country, if not the world, at what they do because they understand Cutco is synonymous with quality and American made. And that's what people really started to understand and realize. And when they were starting to get their client reactions, when they were going to closing and giving gifts, they're like, this is a really good gift. Because now our agents are kept top of mind with their clients. Therefore, they feel like they're getting the value and they're being served by us for what we provide for them. And that's one of the reasons why my wife's been so successful with the business as far as building it behind the scenes. She'll do the little things. She takes the time for appreciation, handwritten thank you notes, making sure that everybody got what they needed or wanted and make sure that their expectations are met or exceeded. And when you have that kind of business, it makes the the husband and wife relationship very easy because she is amazing at what she does. And she is one of the best in the world at what she does. Love so that. I'm just here for the ride. I love it. I love it. And uh, so I think that's, that's super important. So let me ask you something. Let's, let's, let's pivot a little bit because I think it's super important that we talk about our health a little bit because I know that's a big thing for you and a big thing for your wife is, is the aspect of what what's going on in the world right now, you know? And and I heard you speak yesterday, and it was funny. The guy came back and asked you another question. Um, and and I think what's super important now is is we understand that, you know, my wife and I, um, uh, my wife and I just got asked by our pastor to teach on the Holy Spirit. And I thought, wow, what I I, I got goosebumps just now when I was thinking about it, just because of the the responsibility, right? They are like, we're going to make the curriculum, which I was like, great, I don't have to spend more time making. And then we're going to teach, right? And I think when you teach on the anointing that comes with that, and we're in this time now, Matt, where people have uncertainty, 
Like, you know, and I, I truly believe that Steve Kelly said this, he's a pastor uh, locally here now um, in this, in, uh, in the United States, but he's originally from Australia. And he told a story about where he wanted to purchase this restaurant that was for rent and it was from an atheist and the guy and the, and the Holy spirit told him to go ask him if he could have it for free. And, and, and he's like, so he goes, he just goes to the guy and, and, and says, Hey, you know, I would like to use your restaurant to bring in youth from all around the city and tell them about Jesus. And he's like, he goes, I don't care about Jesus. The guy said, and he's like, well, kids need Jesus. And he said, I, I just want you to give it to me for free. And he said, how about this? He said, you take it for six months. And if no one comes and asks me for it, then you can have it at the end of six months. So Steve's like, well, I just started praying and fasting and thousands, hundreds of kids were coming in and getting saved. And then the owner of the building got saved. And then his family got saved and his kids got saved. Both of his kids are now in full-time ministry. And he said, when you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. And I think people are searching right now, Matt. They're searching for, you know, they're searching for peace, right? And so when you think about what's going on right now, what encourages, what could you say right now in your life that you use to encourage those around you People that are looking for, you know, um, uh, you know, I, I get people that are just weeping. I'm, I'm creating a plat, I'm, I'm creating a membership platform for low hanging fruit of people that may not be able to spend a lot of money working with a coach or a nutritionist, but they would like to be a part of something for a long period of time. So we're creating a membership. We've already had like 200 pre sales. We haven't even finished the thing yet. My goal was like. 150. Now my wife's like, you should probably take it to like 500. (laughs) And, and, and it's just funny because people are looking for something. They're looking for answers. And then when we give out, you know, 1500, (laughs) we get 1500 DMs in one month and we probably hadn't got that much in the previous three months. We just know that God is up to something. So when you're asked right now, somebody says, Matt, what do I do? Like I'm stressed. I'm, I'm going through what? has God put on your heart for this time frame of what everybody's going through? Like you said, you and I were in the room yesterday, you know, mandates for the military, right? Like, and that person was saying, you know, about, you know, uh, honorable discharges. They don't give anybody of those things. And then people just started going, it was like chaos, right? And so how do you stay calm and collective and encouraging in the midst of all of this that's going on? Oh, you must have been reading my mind or you might have been in the room with me with Glenn Lundy when I was specifically talking about this on my segment. We talked very specifically, Michael, about rest and restore. And Sunday, I had a message with my pastor who, by the way, married us almost 12 years ago now. We're coming up on our 12-year anniversary. Uh, that's awesome. And We've been and- married 13, 14 years. And my, my spiritual father married us too, which is awesome. I love that. And to have that relationship with him, I think has been a big guidance for the way that we're able to approach life. And so there's two parts to this. Number one is a lot of people are really distracted and really nervous and really fearful. And the way that we structure our lives is we tune out those distractions. Anything that doesn't serve us mentally, the way that we have our hierarchy in our family, which I know it just works for us. It's not something that I don't think everybody should do. I just think that we needed to take a long, hard look at what we wanted as a family and how we wanted to live out our faith. And and the way that we structure our life is very simple. 
People ask me all the time, they go, hey, what's the number one most important thing in your life? Or who is the most important thing in your life? And I said, well, that's easy. Number one is my relationship with God and Christ is number one. Amen. It's not my wife. It's not my kids. Everybody says family first, put your spouse first. No. And that's not how I was taught in the Bible to do that. And by the way, I don't come from a household that's spiritual. I come from a divorced family. My wife comes from a multiple divorced family and multiple remarriages. Thank you. And so we my found dad, a way. Five or six times, I think. Yes. <laughs> Thank God he's on the last just, one. <laughs> well, as you say that, Michael, I think the pendulum is swinging back to maybe getting married a little bit later, maybe taking our time in relationships and trying to I got married to at 40, right. bro. I got married at 40. Wow. I love it. And, 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 you know, spend a lot of time in sin. Like a lot of, like, I remember why I, I, it's funny you brought this up and then I'll let you move on. I wanted to add on this because I wrote some notes down over here is, I mean, even when I first, I mean, I remember when I used to have three girlfriends at one time until all three of them showed up at the house at the same time and that didn't go very well. But that's why I said, I remember those times of my focus, not being on Christ first and then everything else. Right. And so, yeah, fearful. And I, I get it. Well, it's taken the fear out of our relationship and minimize the distractions for my wife to understand that I shouldn't come first to her either. And I think that's one of the things she's done a complete 180. If I could tell you her history, it is not the same person that I knew before we started going to church and before she met me. She was in McAllen, Texas, and she went to Florida Atlantic University. And so she's been in multiple situations where she's lost some family members to drugs. Um, and, you know, frankly, we were living in sin. And so my pastor finally said, one of you needs to move out. Who is it? Or you get in to go find somebody else for premarital counseling. And we're like, well, okay, we'll move out. And we started to do it right because we realized that that structure and hierarchy means we're in charge of the decisions that we make. We want to be guided by something that's more or bigger than us. So when we talked about this, this was something that made the huge impact for us. I'm not concerned or worried about what's going to happen now or six months from now because it's out of my hands. The only thing that I've done is set up the groundwork. When I talked about rest and restore yesterday, I talked about turning off the things that like the news. And, you know, I mean, I can handle something like social audio or, you know, social media because I shut it off after it gets to a certain point. There is a disciplined time. And, you know, my wife knows, and this is where I think the Holy Spirit talked to her specifically. She was um, suffering from a little postpartum after our second and third child. Okay. And uh, the doctor prescribed Lexapro. Oh. You know, I'll be open and honest here because this is something that, you know, is transparent. The great thing about our relationship is we don't hide anything. So even if it went public, it's exactly what happens. And it's much easier for us to confront and be able to use as a teachable lesson. It's since a message she stopped for you. drinking yeah. alcohol, since she got, she weaned herself off of Lexapro, she's lost 40 pounds. She's eating so much cleaner and better. I, I don't recognize her the way she was 15, 10, five years ago. In just the last two years, she has made a huge shift. Her energy levels are different. She wants to go to church every week. She wants the kids to be able to see what a godly relationship looks like with her husband. And also we're in small groups together where we sometimes do couple small groups. In two years, we'll go do, I'll do a men's group. She'll do a women's group. And our kids know that we're not going to be with them 24 seven. 
They need to learn the independence of being able to rely on themselves when we're not around. More importantly, they need to see a role model or a figure for us, hopefully, that we're providing for them that will be a blueprint. We don't want a helicopter parent. We want to be able to provide choices for them and they can make their choices depending on what they see, experience or sit in the consequence, or really just in the reward aspect, get a chance to celebrate when they make the right decision. So how do we talk about money? Well, stewarding money is something that's very important in our house. We don't spend everything that we make. And our kids, if they are not taught that, they will do the same thing because we weren't taught that. My wife and I were not taught that as kids. So we either spent what we made or we spent more than more than we made. made. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Michael, when the debt caught up to us, we had to take a time out and realize I got me into this. I got to get me out of this. I need some help though. So um, those are things when it comes to, you know, when we feel overwhelmed, anxious, when we feel fearful, when we see all this stuff that's going on, we need to unplug. And when we get our minds right and we spend it in prayer or meditation or around people who share the same things and can support us, that's where I think we win. And that's one of the things that we do daily. We spend time in meditation. We spend time quietly, separately, and also together. And we're able to make the game plan so that way we can be effective in what we do and really live out our mission. I love it. I love it. So fearful was the first one. What did you say the second one was? I kind of was taking notes, but I... I sure. Um, just being anxious, being fearful, um, being nervous. Okay. You know? We don't know if you know somebody's going to come knocking on our door and say, "Hey, by the way, this is not your house anymore, right?" So you know, we we work for these things, <laughs> and it's crazy. It's just that I believe that you know we were put here for a purpose to serve others, and that's the one thing. When I was running rooms, my whole sole purpose with my moderators and everybody that was on our team. It was servant leadership, unconditional servant leadership. And if we live by that example, we will eventually see the fruits of our labor. I love it. And I, you know, it's really funny because um, I think my maturity level is, I've, I tell you my number one thing, and maybe, and I feel like maybe this is where we should go next to, to, to in the next part season here with this, with you and I is, you know, I realized a lot recently about forgiveness, right? Um, I, I, I realized a lot about, um, I realized a lot about just not being attached to rejection. You know, um, you could be super friends with somebody one day and then the next day you haven't said anything to them or talked to them. And somebody calls you and said, do you know that you're so-and-so said this to, you know, and and whatever that is for me is I used to really take it hard. And my wife looks at it like kind of like my friend Garrett White looks at it. Like I wouldn't say it like Garrett, Garrett would say, bleep it. But, you know, and it, but if you think about Garrett and how in the last year and a half, he got radically saved, right? Like he went from this hardcore guy knowing that he was still teaching biblical principles and didn't know it. But now he knows it. Now he's preaching it. Now, you know, and he's still kind of rough around the edges. Let's be real. He's still using some language and stuff. And he's, but God, thank you, God, for a person that recognizes, you know, change, right? And he said, look, who cares? Like that person may be going through something and maybe, you know, most of the time they just take, most of the time people, when they, 
when they explode, it comes back at something inside of them that they're taking out on other people because they'll write you out a big, long email. And it's really them looking in the mirror and saying, holy crap, that's me that I just told the other person that it was him. Right? Because how many of us have done it before? Like, like we, we get this wound and um, you know, we, we, it, it gets it's sore. You know, I just tore my meniscus in my knee a couple of weeks ago, Matt. And, um, and, I, and, and, and let me explain this. I, I think a lot of people don't understand that God's wisdom is, in, and, and this is kind of what I, where I wanted to go with you on this. God's wisdom is different than man's wisdom. Like, you know, and I say this all the time. My pastor says, what if you don't get, you know, you got nominated for a PhD. What if you don't get it? I said, who cares? Because he's the one that told me, hey, look, you're not, he, I don't think you're supposed to go back to school for, for 18 more months. And then when they said, well, you know, we're going to nominate you. Maybe you'll get it in the next two to five years. He, the pastor said, well, what if you don't? And he said, he said, you're not really bothered by that, are you? And I was like, no, because I've already done the work. I already know what it takes to be, for, for God to just even make any of that happen. Like, and he even said, you know, I'd selfishly love you to be more in the church, but I know you're called into the marketplace, right? And he said, you know, let's just look at it from that perspective. So for me, I started really getting away from rejection. I started really stopping worrying about what other people said or thought about me because I just know that I'm going to, when I'm going to a new level, Matt, there's going to be new devils. There's going to be people that come against me. God's going to, you know, as you and I were sitting here, this is the honest to God's truth. Four people that I haven't heard from in months just texted me to say, and it came up on my phone and I thought I muted it. That's why I was muting it when you were talking is that said, I just want to tell you that I love you. And, uh, you know, I'm so proud of you. And I haven't heard from these four people in months. Like when you're really when you really get to that place of unforget, you know, where you walk in complete forgiveness and you walk in your identity, talk about that. When, when you look in the mirror, Matt, and maybe this, there's somebody listening today because I believe this. My friend Todd White says it all the time. He's like, most people don't know their identity. And when a curveball comes at them or they're bullied or something like that, you know, I, I, I went through some bullying on, on, on Clubhouse for some, from some people. And, and I didn't handle it very well, <laughs> you know, and, and I realized like, why, like, why did I, you know, and then I, I forgave and moved on and just, but talk about identity for a minute, because I think when I, when I listen to you speak, um, you're slow to speak and quick to listen. And that's a biblical principle. But when you do speak, it's from a place of wisdom. And the Bible says the reason we lack wisdom is because we don't ask for it, right? And the wisdom, I always say this, the wisdom from God and the wisdom from me is a, is a, is a dynamite knockout punch, right? Like I gain more wisdom. I can't do the things I do without God's wisdom. So talk about wisdom and identity a little bit and how they, how they go together at you and I becoming the men that we were called to be. Yeah. You know, uh, funny that you mentioned a lot about, you know, just getting bullied. And, and sometimes we, we do take things personally into heart, especially if it hurts from someone that we love or someone that we're close to. Yep. And I kind of considered as you were t- asking that question, Michael, it was like, okay, so how can we be mature or intelligent in not our reactions, but our responses. And, you know, Mm. James speaks to that very much in the Bible. And and I'm glad that you referenced that. It started for me uh, to really dawn on uh, the fact that I don't walk alone. Even though I can be alone, I'm not lonely. Nope. And I consider having a bodyguard, right? Someone who's protecting me, someone who I feel stable, 
comfortable and secure with to where when they're walking beside me, I feel like I can walk with a little bit more um, in my own, so to speak. I don't have to be looking around. I don't have to be worried or wondering, okay, I wonder what's going to happen. I need to pay attention to my surroundings or environment because I'm not sure what's going to happen at a mall or I'm not sure what's going to happen on an airplane, right? What if, right? And I just stopped asking what if. And it's been a reprogram. It's not easy to do. And I think that's where some people miss it. Some people think, well, it's easy for you to say because dot, dot, dot. And they give the reason why they're not doing it. And what happens is that puts us in a victim mentality. And by the way, I was one of those people. I was one of those guys that said, oh, you have everything. You've got a great job. You've got a great family. And you, you know, you've, you've arrived, right? Well, no, we never arrived. Let's just be clear because as you said, new level, new devil. And so as we move up in life or as we stay the same, which we very rarely do, you're either moving up or down, right? You're either growing in your faith or you're losing it. It just doesn't stay stagnant. It's not a static thing. And I think that the way that we have come to faith, it might've been a different story, but we finally realized as human beings, this is not just a coincidence. Those four guys that texted you that you haven't talked to in months, there's a reason. And it has nothing to do with what the human body or response has done. So we've seen enough evidence, even though we live through faith, we've seen enough evidence to know that everything's going to turn out for the reason it's going to turn out. And we have finally let go of the outcome that we have no control over. And we're able just to do the things that we feel or we have been called to do as opposed to the things that we feel we need to steer the ship on. So I would just say this. I would just say that it's important for me to remind myself of these things, because as we reprogram our thoughts in our mind, we also have to remind ourselves when we feel at peace, when we feel um, like we belong and we're secure with who we are, everything else can fall into place. And by the way, there are doubts. There are times where we falter. There's not a hundred percent time where we can walk around and say, oh, I've got it all figured out. Nope. Nope. Most of the time we don't. We just have to believe in something more than us. That's so good. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen, right? Like um, when you said that, I had this, God gives me these visions. And I had this vision, you know, a long time ago, my grandmother, my grandmother obviously was my spiritual mentor growing up, right? Like she died too young, you know, hospital, um, gave her a staph infection and she went in to have her knees replaced. And you know, she probably would have, she, her in July, she would have been 106, Matt. And I wow. believe she probably would have lived to be 106 knowing her. Like she just, I mean, back then they didn't get sick. Like they didn't have the crap that we have nowadays. Right. Like she went in perfectly healthy. I talked to her. She's, you know, she made sure I called her when she was going in, you know, and, and she, she, she was, I was her best friend. Like her kid, she loved her kids, but I was, I was over at her house all the time. I was, you know, there listening to her. She's spoken to me. She was a, she used to crochet. She was a big Cincinnati Reds fan. So, you know, we used to watch the big red machine and together, you know, and just, just that's what we did. Right. Like I, I felt secure around her. Right. And she just used to always pour into me and speak into me. And, 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 and she said, and she was telling me the, the story about Lazarus and, and, you know, and when Jesus went to the grave, you know, to the tomb and, and, and Mary's like, well, Jesus, he's been in there for three days. Right. And then, you know, and then he tells the story, you know, I'll be raised on, and, 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 and he said, the, if, if you have, 
the, that little bitty faith, right? That little bitty faith. And my grandmother said, have you ever thought about this? She said, do you think if there was more people around there that had that faith that she had, that Jesus would have told everybody to come out of the grave instead of just Lazarus? Wow. Like who thinks about that, right? Like, and I, and the, I, I goosebumps when I think, every time I think about it, like, imagine if it was your loved one and you were sitting there and Jesus just said, Lazarus, come out. And, and you're like, well, what about Bob and Timothy? And, you know, and my grandmother said, it's really about peace. It's really about joy. It's really about, you know, I, I, um, I'm not, I'm not perfect. You know, I, I, my, I, I, you know, I said to my wife, I said, you know, my number one goal for the rest of our marriage is to be better today than I was yesterday to be better next week than I was this week. Right. Like I'm committed to that. Right. And, and you can, and you know, if you've been married for a while, you can see the change in your wife when you let them feel that, like, like, you know, they're the happy joy. Let's go in the bedroom. Right. When they're, you know, when they're not, let's uh, go to the movies, you know, or let's you go do your thing and I'll, you know, uh, you go play golf. I'll see you four hours later. Right. Not, Hey, I want to go with you. Right. And so, the, the writings are all there. So let's finish with this. When you think about that, about as a man, right? As a husband, as a father, as a friend, what are some things that, and, and because let's be realistic, um, we're called to lead our families, right? Whether you believe that or not, when I read my Bible, my wife pushes me to lead my family, to lead her, to be, you know, to be there for our family. You know, my wife just lost her father a month ago. Sunday. And, um, you know, because this is being recorded, I'm not going to go down that line. But the thing is, is that, you know, um, it, she, she gets it like, you know, that she, she found out, you know, some, some, some really amazing things, you know, in the last couple of years that kind of challenged her. Right. And so maybe there's people that are listening today, which I know there are, and I just want to hear it for myself. Like, what challenges you as a father of three and as a business owner and as an influencer to lead? What does it mean to Matt Storm to lead and to be the person that God's called him to leave? What, what would you say to that person today that's maybe listening and is like, man, I just don't feel like leading. Like, I'm discouraged. Like, you know, my friends are dying, you know, and people are getting, you know, the vaccine and all this other stuff. What would you say to that man or that person that's been discouraged? Maybe they've even faded away from their faith. Maybe, you know, like Steve Kelly said, there's so many men of God that have just succumbed to things of the world, like pornography and, and all this stuff, right? What would you say to that one or five or 10 or a hundred people that are going through this and how they can come out on the other side? Yeah. You know, um, when, when I think about that question, it, it just reminded me I had to be a really good follower to eventually lead and to be a student to say, what, what is God calling me to lead? Right. Because I think that we think we're good at certain things. You know, I was that guy, you know, who not very long ago when I was a professional athlete, I just wanted to lay on the couch and watch TV. 
I didn't want to be emotionally available for my kids because I struggled to be emotionally available for myself because I was thinking about, okay, I'm going to the gym two to three times a day and I have to eat six to seven times a day and I need at least five hours to sleep. So if I get up at 4 a.m. and then I take my nap after I get the kids to school, I'm like planning my day around me. And I finally started to realize that's a very selfish thing. And even though I was really good at what I did, I wasn't really good at being a family man. And I realized that my family was going to need more because if I wasn't leading them, someone else was. And frankly, being the head of the household is the the man and the leader. I started to realize that maybe one day I could get replaced if I'm not going to show up because they're going to find it somewhere or some way. (laughs) And that to me scared me. Right. And it made me rethink, you know what? maybe being an athlete, it's just not the right time. They need to be able to see that I can stick with something, but they also need people to be there for them because I don't want to make decisions for them. I want to be involved and live life with them. Mm. That's a huge component. Mm. When I think about God letting us make choices, it's called free will. And I needed to be able to step up to my calling. And it took a while. Not everybody's going to know how to lead. I will say this though, I started to find people, my Timothy, my Paul, and my Barnabas. I needed a mentor that I could look up to and say, what does it look like to be a man of God? What does it look like to be a true professional in my field? What does it look like for me to serve my family? Mm -hmm. And so when I started to find those examples in my life, it became very clear and evident that I had no clue what I thought was right, was right. I had no clue what to do. I needed to relearn. I needed to just throw everything, the playbook out, right? This is the playbook that Matt Storm had. Goodbye. Now, God, give me your playbook and then start showing me the people I need to plug into these different areas of my life. How do I become physically healthy with my nutrition? Hire a nutritionist. Hire the best nutritionist. Good point. Thank you. How do I find someone in my church who can mentor me who's more spiritually advanced, mature, and developed than I am? Find your small group leader. Good point. And all of a sudden, these people start showing up. And that's where I think, Michael, it wasn't a coincidence. I would just say it took me to be able to break myself down to realize I wasn't as good as what I thought I was and start finding the people who I felt would be really that example to follow. And that's how I started leading, because after I learned from them and I realized, you know what, I could probably do what they do. And somebody else needs to see that same thing. I needed somebody that I could look up to, somebody that I could walk with, and then somebody who was going to be looking up to me that I could give examples on how to lead because I needed that accountability for myself. Because if we don't have accountability, guess what? We fall back into the mediocrity and we fall back into just that comfortable thing that we used to be doing. And I didn't want to be that person anymore. And so I would say, always be on the lookout for the people who influence you in a way where you know it's the right path. And you'll know in your gut you've got that gut feeling. You walk away from the things that don't feel comfortable. And some, by the way, growth is very uncomfortable, but you walk away from the thing where, you know, you could see five miles down the road. That's probably not a good path to be on. And so that is the human experience. And that's what we had. That's it. And and what I would say, and and, and then I want to let people know how they can connect with you more, but I would just say this, Matt, had you told me that um, two years ago, I would have a million dollars in the bank instead of $25,000 in the bank. Okay. Just saying I would have a million because I had a half a million and it was gone quickly. I brought someone into my, into our space, a believer, a narcissist, right? 
and I think when I think about this, um, I think back to a message I taught, you know, when Jesus had 12, but he really had Peter, James, and John that he was really close with, right? And, um, you know, I think we need people around us that tell us what we need to hear, not what we want to hear. And that's, that's the, the, and, and a lot of times I'll be, I'll be real. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be real here publicly and call people out, but there's people that you and I have in our lives. Um, maybe we're watching them from a distance. Maybe we're even active in their communities. Maybe now we were, and we're not, but there's people that, um, what they're doing here and on social media, they're not doing behind the scenes. They're not, you know, they're not leading their family. They're, 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 they look like they, sit, they are, but inside they're dying. And every single one of them needs to hear what you just said. So, um, yeah, that was the greatest way to end this, brother. And, uh, you know, I took copious, I'm going to call them copious notes over here on a couple pieces of paper that I laid out. But I just want to say I'm selfishly great that we had this conversation because, you know, God's no respecter of people. What he does for one, he'll do for other. And I'm excited to even take some of this piece by piece out and use it to hear, let people see it as, as content, because I think people need to hear some of these pieces, even when it goes live and in, in, on, on all the podcast uh, outlets that people can see it and know and want to be changed because we're in a season now where we need people like you just described in the last 45 minutes to be able to take into consideration and step in. You know, there's this, I'll finish with this. And I then I want people to tell them, tell you to tell them how people can connect with you and, and get to know you better is this. I use this example with my client today is the old story of the donkey in the well and the people couldn't they they're just like we're just going to bury him and he'll eventually die and then we'll just you know we'll get him out right and um and then they so they just started dumping the dirt on him right and he just shook the dirt off right and as they kept piling on he just shook it off and by the time they got to this top of the of the well he just stepped out of the well right and uh i get i got goosebumps just thinking about it because i'm doing that I'm living that in my life. Like I'm living, you know, I, I have the, my, I listen to my wife every morning when she's getting dressed, put on the full armor of God. Like every day since I've known her, the, the breastplate, you know, the shoes and the sword and the shield and the helmet and the, you know, everything, the, you know, every single piece of the, of her armor, because she, and we listen to a prayer mat that, um, for those of you listening, if you really want to start your day really good, there's a prayer by John Eldridge, who is a pastor. If, you, if you're a man and you've never read his book, uh, Wild at Heart, if you message me, I have 100 copies in my office right here. If anybody messages me, I'll send them one. But um, John has an 11-minute prayer that my wife and I repeat over and over every morning that talks about speaking the promises of God over your life and, and allowing those things to be reality to your brain, to your spirit, to your soul, to your body. Right. And so thank you, brother. I, I, I don't really care if anybody else gets blessed by this because I'm selfish today. I know they will, but I'm super blessed. And when my wife listens to this, she'll be super blessed because we're just, I'm just grateful for you, brother. I'm like, I really, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that when God prompts me to reach out to somebody that I'm obedient and do it, whether they say yes or no, 
Um, you know, I've had one of the first people, you know, was supposed to get on my podcast and it didn't work out. And, and it was, there was the first time and I've done now over 75 episodes of these podcasts. Right. And uh, it's just been a blessing. Like I look back at every single person, right? Like there's been purpose and meaning. And so Matt, as we finish, tell us how people can connect with you, um, and get to know you better and, and just be blessed by you more than just this short period of time. Well, I just well, first of all, have to thank you, Michael, because it's been a really big honor. You know, um, I love the fact that we can speak off the cuff, not have to plan out. This is strictly from the heart, you know, man to man, heart to heart. Um, I actually have uh, a podcast. That I run the GBL podcast. It's called the GBL podcast on uh, Spotify as well as YouTube. And I do Facebook Live every Friday at 5.30 p.m. Uh, Central, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, and I also have the Are You Man Enough pod, uh, podcast where that's also on YouTube and Spotify where I'm getting a chance just to interview some highly successful people. Um, I've gotten the chance to uh, to have a few episodes under the belt. Mainly, it's just uh, with the GBO podcast. I'm growing the fitness industry to give it a little bit more awareness, visibility, and exposure. So that is more uh, 38 episodes in. Uh, really, truly, just Matt Storm official at Instagram. I usually answer all of my d- DMs and Make sure that I try and, and give as much as I can back as people have given me. And I think that with your heart and you know the time that you've allowed me to speak, I just want to thank you and, and appreciate you for everything that you do, because I can tell you and I are very much aligned and very much in the way that we think. Uh, that's something that I believe you're going to make an impression on with people, therefore have influence. So just want to thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. And guys, as we finish, I'll just say, you know, um, it's always an honor and pleasure. And the only people, the way people get to know Matt more is if you go and you give us a five-star review because that's all we've had, but we need more of them, obviously. Um, I'm getting ready to I have a guy that wanted to hire me that I'm going to actually coach him with his testosterone because he's got low testosterone. High-level influencer wants to take my podcast. And so we're going to kind of do a trade out. He's going to uh, make it better and get more, get more views and get more downloads and stuff. It's his specialty. Um, and um, I believe it's, it's important. I believe it's important for people to see more and hear more and get that opportunity to be a part of that. And I always say this as I finish, um, and I like to respect time because we just came down on our time together, but um, I just want to say, you know, uh, love God, love people, and live with passion and vision and purpose. Passion, vision, and purpose. And God says people perish for a lack of vision and a lack of knowledge, right? So all you got to do is ask because God will freely give you knowledge. And so thanks for listening to another session of the HeFluence podcast. Till next time, God bless y'all. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the HeFluence podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. And as always, you can follow Michael on all social media platforms at Michael David Huey or www.michaeldavidhuey.com. Until next time, God bless and take care.